Hello, Chit Chat and Chai friends and family. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed our last episode on IBF. Today is International Women's Day. Happy Women's Day to everyone out there. And it is also the month of Holi. Happy Holi. I don't know if you guys got a chance to play Holi this year. The weather's been kind of like, it's cold. I think once the weather improves, so maybe in a couple of weeks, I was talking to one of my friends, my neighbor, and she was like, let's just go to the park and just uh, invite randomly, like whoever can make it come. And we just, you know, play holy there and people can bring their own sandwiches and snacks and we just do it. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Spontaneous plans. Always the best, but it is one of my most favorite Hindu festivals, gotta say. It is fun. It's becoming quite popular now, not only in our Indian community. I mean, these oh, holies now. Yeah. In Houston, we had a holy with, I think, 10,000 plus people. Because it's one of the wilder ones, right? You kind of get rowdy and have fun and it's all just, you know, it's a good party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They even have a marathon in LA, right? Called the Color, uh, the color Run. Yeah. yeah. It kind of looks like holy, whereas you're running and doing the marathon, color gets thrown at you or you throw color or, yeah. So. Yeah. We're going to put Ritu on the hot spot since she's our travel agent. Oh my goodness. So Ritu, tell us how long you've been in the industry. Got into the industry as a, not I don't want to say mistake, but it wasn't something I intended to really do in my life, but I got into it and it just happened. It's about 26, 27 years ago now. It's been a while. My background is actually more um, advertising marketing. That's what I studied. And But because my kids were young, um, I thought, well, maybe I do something that's a little bit more flexible and I could take advantage of vacations with the family and stuff. So I just literally picked one travel company out of the phone book. I just picked the number and I called the owner and I um, asked him, I said, you know, do you, are you looking for any travel agents? And having absolutely zero experience, I knew nothing. He said, oh, I'd love to meet you, come on in. So I went over there, thought, okay, I'm gonna have to somehow make all this stuff up because I <laughs> about the travel industry. He was the best person I have ever met in my life. We still keep in touch. His name is Charlie. And he became my mentor and honest to God, like I couldn't have ever asked for a better person. He hired me the same day. Yeah, since then I've been in the travel business. I've learned a lot. His company was mostly airline business. So it wasn't really a tour company as such, but we did expand into tours as the airline industry started to go down in profit for agents. Then that company got bought out by a really big travel agency. I worked for them for several years and then I, moved on when I met my current boss, who is an amazing woman. So if we're talking about International Women's Day, big shout out to her, Damien McCabe, the owner of McCabe World Travel, a woman-owned business. She's an entrepreneur. She's had her own company 30 plus years. And it's just an amazing thing to be working under a woman leader. You know, not to say that men aren't great, but, you know, just seeing her passion and leadership really, really good to be working for her. And the best part is you get to work from home too, right? That also happened by just by chance, because when we were in Denver, I used to work in the office. When my husband got a job offer in LA, my boss, Charlie at the time, did not want me to go. And he literally said, I want to keep you whatever it takes. And it was very new at that time to work from home. Um, internet wasn't as fast and everything, but we figured it out. 
And so he set me up as one of the virtual agents. And so I've been doing that for more than 20 years now as an agent working from home. It was great when the kids were young, if they needed to be home because they were sick, I was able to be here and continue working and stuff. So I was very lucky. Nice, nice. I know. So you got the work from home concept way before we did over here. I did. And you know what? In the beginning, I used to really try to keep it very professional. I would be like up in the morning and I just have my hair combed and a little bit of lipstick and everything as if I was going to the office. Lasted for about a month and a half. And then I <laughs> why am I doing this? Like, who cares if, if my hair isn't combed or if I'm still wearing my sweatpants from the day before? Then I started to went, casual. Just say nicely, it went downhill Relax. real quick. Yeah, it went downhill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't have to thread or, you know, browse <laughs> or anything. So if I have a little mustache showing, who cares? <laughs> It was probably before Skype and FaceTime. Face oh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah, we didn't have that at the time. Exactly, yeah. When you initially worked, the system then and the system now that you work with, a lot yeah. easier than what it was. Oh, my God. So the technology has just changed. It's really gotten to be much more sophisticated. I kind of came in at the end of an era where the older agents were still used to doing things at that time, writing tickets by hand. It's just changing, you know, so we went to electronic tickets and stuff. But literally, I remember having to do that once or twice, writing an airline ticket by hand, page by page. Of course, now everything is electronic, electronic ticketing, no printing. You know, we would have to get those tickets and staple them and then send them off in the mail. None of that. Everything's changed much more user friendly for us and the traveler, you know, so it changed. I still like holding my paper. <laughs> me too, me too. Once in a while we get that customer that will say, I really need a paper ticket. But I'm like, well, there isn't such a thing anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> but I was going to say, so with that change, it's easier. But don't you find that the whole travel industry changed now? Because I remember back in the day, you would have to go through a travel agent to go anywhere. It's almost reversed. I don't want to say rarely use a travel agent. Some yeah. of the reasons everyone's just booking and doing their own thing now. Obviously, the internet has become one of the biggest competitors, but also a big tool. I find it's a mixture of both. A lot of people will buy airline tickets online. It's easy. You can do it. You can do it through the airline directly or through, you know, these Expedia, Travelocity, etc. But at the same time, when it's a complicated trip, it's not that easy. There are a lot of moving parts to it. Sometimes people just want the, you know, expertise of an agent who knows if you go through this route, it will be much easier or you're traveling with children. So there's a lot involved. But yeah, I mean, it has become very friendly. The younger generation love automation. They love the online experience and that's where they go. But at the same time, we still find the travel agent isn't yet <laughs> extinct <laughs> as some people would think. We had to reinvent ourselves too. The time that I joined the industry, airlines would pay a pretty good commission on every ticket you sold. And they went down from a certain percentage to, to lower to lower to zero. So we had to start adding fees, you know, to keep ourselves in business and be more creative. And, and the people that wanted to still use travel agents just for convenience, corporate travel and stuff, it's still a big business. I also wanted to share something. Travel agents do come and help when you are maybe gone to a foreign land that you can call somebody and say, you know, okay, you booked me on this. Okay, this didn't happen. They didn't show up. 
you have somebody to go back to that can help you. And my sister-in-law was stranded at the Mumbai airport because she didn't have a e-visa or something to go to Australia from India, even though from America to Australia, you can go, but she got stranded and had to get somebody. And now if she had gone through a travel agent, they would have taken care of that or informed her. Oh, I have a story. A couple of tours with Ritu and we went to Greece. My daughter flying for the first time internationally and we landed Greece and the, the guy who picked us up, he's like, oh, your daughter has not come yet. And long story short, basically he was trying to say my daughter was missing and we had just watched that movie Taken. Oh no. Right, this is around that time. So here's my husband, my sister-in-law, my son and me, and we're all panicking because we've all landed and my daughter's plane landed and she can't get a hold of her. Everyone's going off on me like it's my fault that I planned this trip. So finally, I didn't know what to do. So I don't even know what time it was. I called Ritu. I think it was like two, three in the morning. And I was just like, um, Ritu, the plane has come and Anisha is, and I, I don't even think I could say the words because I just started bawling. And she's like, Mala, hang on, hang on. Just let me, give me a few minutes. I'll get back to you. In the meantime, you know, everybody's panicked and the F word's going off and like everybody's making all kinds of promises of behaving themselves if Anisha is found. She calls me back literally in like three minutes she's like mala i spoke to anisha she's in the hotel room she's fine that's all i needed to hear and that was it but i'm just like oh my god those are the worst like five or ten minutes of my life and yeah. had i not had ritu i don't know i i you know i don't think i would have survived i know i remember that day and you're listening to you on the phone and your voice was cracking and crying i was almost coming to tears myself i was like Oh my God. Oh my God. But I had, I had to calm myself down and I got steps in my mind. She, you know, she may have gone right to the hotel. She didn't wait. Yeah. That was, I remember that. Wow. We all have some crazy traveling stories. Bottom line is use a travel agent. Uh, we can blame the travel agent and we don't have to feel bad. But you know, that has been one of the things that a lot of people have found is that shit happens. And when shit happens, you know, what do you do? You're in a foreign country or you're stranded. You need somebody. And that's the best thing. It's that you can call travel agency back and get a live person. I'm not talking to a machine. I'm not talking to agent number 560 sitting in Mexico or Costa Rica and has no idea of what my trip is all about. And it's just reassuring to know that they've got your back. In that aspect, you know, it's still good to have an agent. Yeah. Crazy stories, funny stories that come to your mind, Ritu, that you can remember. So when I was a newbie, and like I said, I had no travel experience, I was learning. I had this old lady call and she wanted to go, I think it was Daytona Beach. So the, the code for Daytona Beach and the code for Dayton, Ohio are very similar. I accidentally booked her to Dayton, Ohio. Oh my God. <laughs> Old lady, keyword. Oh. Very old lady needed a wheelchair and everything. Got to the airport, was getting on the plane. Poor thing. She had no clue that this was the wrong flight. It was only when the airline staff told her that she was flying to Dayton, Ohio, that she realized that she was on the wrong plane. She's like, oh my God, who's going to Daytona Beach? <laughs> oh my she God. almost ended up there. She was very sweet. You know, when we explained to her that honest mistake, she was really sweet and didn't make a big fuss, but we did get her on the right flight and everything. And just a disclaimer, everyone, I've never made that mistake again. If anyone's wondering, that was just a one time goof up. So it worked out well. And she had a little adventure. I mean, you know, an old lady at that age could use a little adventure, right? 
Any interesting itineraries, interesting places that pop in your head? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Such amazing places. That's the thing with the travel industry right now is people really want to explore. There used to be a time when, you know, everyone just wanted to go to Hawaii or to Mexico for a beach vacation. Very few people ventured out to want to do more exploring. So you've got Antarctica, you've got the Arctic. You've got places like the Amazon jungle, the Galapagos, um, Patagonia, just unbelievable, wonderful destination. Eco travel, adventure travel. There's a rise in people wanting to go to far off destinations, volunteering, and then using the rest of their travel time for sightseeing or a safari in Africa with some volunteering at a local village. Not just the typical tourist sites. You know, you go to Paris and see the Eiffel Tower. But they want to go into the countryside and maybe live in a chateau in France, experience the culture, live in that village, experience what it's like to have French cuisine, home-cooked food. There's so many different diverse types of travel now. People are mixing business and pleasure. Someone who has to go on a business trip and then they'll add maybe two, three days onto that. And make it into a vacation, explore the city they're in or the places around it. That's why I've noticed it's all about experiences now. Yes. And one of my favorite new change is instead of camping, I like glam camping in style, you know, and it's a big market. It's a luxury package. But it's harder to do the glamping thing than it is to stay in an Airbnb or a hotel because mm -hmm. all the setup and the arrangements and stuff. So definitely. exactly. So I am sure listeners probably are uh, want to know this answer. If I asked you, like, why would I want to go with a travel agent versus just going online? How do you compete against that? So I want to say it's a couple of things. First of all, the customer service that we provide and the personalized service that we provide. You know, most of our clients have been with us for years and years. And so you get to know what they like, what they don't like, what kind of vacations they prefer. Do they need any specialized services while they're traveling? Do they have any special requirements, uh, medical, dietary, all kinds of things that we note and know for their future trips that make it easier and that you want to come back to us. So that's, that's customer service. We always try to look for the best pricing, best value for money for what the client wants, um, whether it's luxury travel or they're on a budget, we'll always do the best we can. So, you know, we go out of our way to make sure that we provide everything that the client wants and customize their trip to what they need. You know, we're in the business of making dreams come true. Um, we want people to have great memories and cherish them. So we take it really personally to make sure that everything's in the right place. If there's a trip which involves a group, maybe a reunion, destination wedding, lots of moving parts, it's hard to do it piece by piece by yourself. Again, um, keep it all under one umbrella, make sure it's dealt with professionally and to the customer's satisfaction. Do you have someone who cares? I'll give you a quick example. I put together a package for two people to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. It was a complicated trip. Um, we had a great tour operator working with us, but day three into the trip, one of the travelers, she couldn't make the climb. It was just too much. We had to get her back down to the lodge. We took care of it. We got her back down safely and her partner continued up, finished the climb, sent me amazing pictures at the summit, but we had all the arrangements in place for her to communicate with the tour operator and us to get her back down to the lodge. And, you know, that's where I feel the travel agent component is absolutely a must. And just a quick addition, you know, it's the knowledge that agents have. Some of the agents that work in our company have traveled all over the world. 
and personally seen the best hotels, locations, cruises, done site ex inspections, been on the tours, excursions. So they know what they're talking about when they're trying to sell the product. We booked a Japan trip with Ritu right before <laughs> COVID. Sure enough, she was right there helping us get our money back, but we had bought the travel insurance, which was good. But again, all we had to say is, oh my God, we are not, obviously we can't go. I just came back from a New Orleans trip. I don't know if this is something travel agents would be able to do. Now with COVID, you have to make reservations for freaking everything. I mean, you want to go pee, you might need a reservation. <laughs> Seriously, the tours got booked up so quickly. Yes. We did this yeah. months in advance. Restaurants. So yes. I'm just wondering, is this something travel agents, you know, restaurants, like is this something travel agents are thinking of incorporating? Because that would be a huge benefit? Definitely a lot of people that travel, especially if they're going abroad, they want to experience fine dining, um, shows, things that are particularly special uh, that city. Yeah, we offer them different places that may interest them for dining and offer to make the reservations. I've had, especially with Indians, needing vegetarian options or Indian um, restaurants in cities. And yeah, I mean, you do need to plan ahead because when you get there, a lot of places will be full. So pre-booking reservations at tours, museums, dining places, it's really a necessity. Just trying to wing it, especially when you go to very popular places, it's not a good idea. Otherwise, you'll be dining at the Denny's on a daily basis. You know, not that Denny's bad or anything. It's not just in the United States. It's also in all the major destinations around the world because travel is booming. Everybody wants to travel right now. It's a demand that is just unbelievable. That leads me to my next question. Like during COVID, how did your company survive? Oh my goodness. Like I myself personally have been through 9-11, um, right? Where everything just shut down, flights stopped. The travel industry was again, the first to get hit. You know, people got scared and canceled trips, but this was obviously the biggest in my lifetime that I've seen. We went from a booming travel business down to everything being canceled one after the other after the other. It was a place of being really confused every single day. There were new rules coming out by the airlines, new rules from the tour company. What would they refund? What they wouldn't refund? What would they do? Changing their rules on a daily basis and trying to keep up with that. Once that was all kind of set and people canceled and then the waiting game started, no travel whatsoever. Uh, all destinations were stopped until any um, vaccine would come out. The leadership, like I said, of, of the owner of our company kept us afloat, whatever she could do to keep us all employed and do the best we could to survive. And it's probably because of that, that we are still in business. And then it picked up. And when it picked up, we just, <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> yeah, we can't get a hold of Ritu sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we were really just like kicking ass. Travel demand was back, but can we fulfill everything? Because that was still not fully there. It was tough. So during the time that we didn't have any bookings and stuff, I did paintings and I did. <laughs> <laughs> and sat and twiddled my thumbs thanks to Damien and this will pass. This is not the end. Kind of kept us going. So now what I'm hearing is like, of course, travel is at a boom. Like everyone's just leaving, like going everywhere possible. But the latest thing I hear amongst friends, and you tell me if I'm wrong, nobody wants to fly economy. Everybody's doing upgrades. It's mm -hmm. either business class or first class, like mm -hmm. to the point where that's almost like normal. 
But it's like everything and anything. When you've tasted good champagne, you don't want to drink cheap sparkling wine, right? So yeah, those people that have experienced business class or premium economy or first class, that's what they want because they know they'll get more leg room, full reclining seats if that's available, better food, especially on those long haul flights. If you don't have to wait in long lines to board the plane, got cabin space to put your luggage. And unfortunately, economy has become tighter and tighter. The, the aircrafts just seem to cram more seats in the economy cap. It's a, it's not even a luxury anymore. Some people almost think it's a necessity. Any hidden spots that we should book with you, Ritu? The last couple of years saw a huge interest in people wanting to go to Greece, Spain, Portugal. Portugal's become really big. Um, cruises are back big time, especially the smaller cruise lines. Iceland is very popular. What else is there? New Zealand, Australia. Australia being one of my favorite places. It's just huge. So different in each place place that you go to. The Baltics, it's just, just endless, unlimited amount. Lisa, which place would you like to go? Me personally, I'm mm -hmm. quite a bit on my bucket list, but I'd love to do New Zealand. How about you, Mala? For me, it's, I don't think it's anything exotic. For me, I still want to do um, Northern India and mm -hmm. Southern India. Yeah, those are my two like hot go-to places. How about you, RC? I want to spend a month in the countryside, any place in Europe, whether it's France, Spain, mm -hmm. or England, just being a local, experiencing it. And I want to go visit Banff. Yeah, that was a lot of too, yes. Beautiful. I can't decide, do I want to do the winter or the summer? Both times are beautiful. But... Both times are beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cruises, are they safe, Ritu? Yeah, cruises are safe. The only thing, obviously, you know, if you're on a cruise ship with uh, 6,000 people, right? Those are the huge, huge ships. There are going to be some outbreaks of some viral or bacterial infection. It's just the number of people. That's the problem. The cruise lines are doing a really good job trying to keep everything sanitized and safe. They definitely don't want any major outbreaks of anything on there. It's good value for money. You go to good destinations. It's great for families. The smaller ships, the high-end ships that will have maybe 400 to 300 people, they're better obviously managed for that because you, your numbers are so much lower. I would say more for middle-aged couples or couples rather than families. Yeah, cruising is is safe. It's a, it, it's, it's a good holiday. You've got activities for every single member there, you know, versions, or you want to do absolutely nothing and just sit by the pool and just sip margaritas all day, you can do that. So there's something for everyone. You know, you don't have to see everyone every day. During the day, you can all do your own thing and then evening get together, have dinner and, and drinks and stuff. Mm -hmm. So something that we noticed over COVID being in this industry for so long is that travel used to be considered a luxury at one point. If you have extra money, you go on a holiday, but now it's almost a necessity. You need to go on a vacation. You just need to get away from your everyday life to re energize yourself. So we're seeing a lot of people doing solo trips, people who work from home, you know, they're working from home, so they're going to take travel because that's the only way they get out. Travel is never going to go away. And over COVID, when people couldn't fly, they did road trips. They went to the national parks. The national parks never had as many people come during COVID. So many families were exploring what was in effect in their own backyard. You just drive six hours and you're in a national park and you can do activities with your family. That's something that I think just opened our eyes that 
travel isn't going to go anywhere. People, in fact, are going to travel much more. Hearing during COVID as well is that, okay, they couldn't fly internationally, but they were being creative about where they were going in the United States. And, you know, there's a lot of beautiful places that we didn't know about that right. surface and everybody thought, oh, wow, you know, Montana or other places that are just as beautiful. A lot of places that, we, I mean, I found several, you know, different options that people were looking to book. For example, a cowboy experience in Montana, a ranch holiday, you know, where you get to be on a real life working ranch and stuff like that, that, you know, is an outdoors experience. And even like we live in California, California is awesome. Like it has so many places. And I think South Asians especially tend to be like, if you go on a vacation, like two hours away is not a vacation. It has to be Africa or Italy. Now that we're going to talk about South Asians, I'm going to say a few things here to the South Asian community. When you travel, you don't need to take your tipla. You don't to take your atanu <laughs> you will get fed experience the other food out there <laughs> you know seriously <laughs> you just you take your masala chai <laughs> oh my god i'm guilty of all of the above <laughs> Not atanu, I've, I've heard of people on cruises bringing those foods oh my gosh my cousin uh, one of my cousins she brought almost a suitcase full of just the nashtas and the you got to experience what's out there i understand if you're a vegetarian you might think that there's not that many options yeah so i'm going to put that down as the tip to the south asian community Please don't make teplas. Husbands, don't make your wife make 50 teplas before a trip. And surprisingly, Indian restaurants, they're becoming more popular in places now. Like we were in Barcelona. Before we boarded the ship, my husband needed to eat Indian food in case he didn't get it. We went there two days in a row. Indian restaurants are coming up everywhere now. I just came back from New Orleans and we had an amazing fusion Indian restaurant that we ate at. It was yes. so cool. Cruise ships, they have so many Indian staff and chefs. You know, it may not be the typical Indian menu that you expect, but you will get by, you know, so yeah. you don't need to pack a suitcase full of nashta with you. <laughs> so Mala, I'm going to ask you a travel tip. Oh, a travel tip? Layering. So when I travel, I layer. Um, I wear a camisole, a shirt, I'll have a shawl. But sometimes you're too hot, sometimes you're too cold. So when I layer my outfits, I'm comfortable everywhere. Well, speaking as a travel agent, check your passports, please. We have had people think that their passport hasn't expired or is not close to expiring, but you got to have at least six months out. Check your passport information if you're traveling internationally. What about you, RC? Any tips? I have two. One is when you go to a hotel, you can ask for upgrades. Actually, wherever you go, you can always ask for something that extra they might be able to provide. One of the radio stations here in Houston, they had a travel segment. I guess some uncle Dada called and they were asking what travel tip would you suggest to people? And he said, put duct tape on your phone and your camera. Why uncle, why should you put duct tape? Because if anybody wants to steal, they'll think it's broken and won't. Oh, innocent, very innocent. And this must be the same uncle who has the teplas and the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another um, tip I was going to say is reach the airport early. Nowadays, yes. you just don't know with the lines. Oh my God, security be, line, yes. check-in line, even yes. for bags. 
pack your patience. If you get there early and you're sitting in the lounge or you're sitting by a coffee shop, it's okay. You know, it's better than rushing and trying to catch a flight with only 20 minutes left. Pack your patience. And then what happens when you get to an airport? Why are you always hungry? <laughs> that is so true, Molly. Right? The minute we get to the gate, it's like, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? It's like, what happened? Yeah. I guess we're just so relaxed. Okay, now we can get a drink. Okay, that donut looks good. I haven't had one in so <laughs> It's because you're excited about the trip and then you, you know, excitement yeah. makes you yeah. feel good and hungry and you want to try out stuff. So whoever's traveling out there, wonderful memories, safe travels, keep traveling, keep me in business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ritu. Thank you guys. So everyone, March was also Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So if you are over 50 and have not had your colonoscopy yet, schedule it. It could save your life. Early detection. I'm saying this and reminding myself because I have not done <laughs> yet, but I plan to get it done. Yeah, get it done so you can have more travels to come. Exactly, exactly. You can enjoy your life. Till we meet again. Till we meet again. Remember, life is not short. Life is unpredictable. So always, always strive to stay happy. And add a little spice to your life. And join us again for a little chit chat and chat.